Hi, I'm Kara Kilmer. I play Sylvie Brennan on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Minas Amolis. gonna be all sunshine and roses but i can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride welcome back everybody to episode 118 of meet us at molly's live from chicago yes i am your host as always my name is bryna and i'm joined by my wonderful friend ashley from telltale tv ashley how are you i am excellent bryna i'm excited to be doing this with you again in person like we're actually in like person. can like touch each other like we're like staring at each so, other so, this is like right now yes oh my god oh amazing. my god this is amazing <laughs> it's like so weird especially because like gina and i obviously like get to do this you know a couple times a year at some point but like i really only ever see you like one once a year. Right. So this is like so different, but enjoy it. It's, it's great. And here we are in Chicago. I know. Going to do a whole day tomorrow of one Chicago things, but yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about episodes two. So 502, 802, and 702. But before we do that, we're going to go through some episode descriptions real quick because we haven't talked about some in a while. So episode three, which will be airing this week on, I don't know what day that it, oh, the ninth? Is that Wednesday? Mm, Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, the ninth is Wednesday. So Med is called In the Valley of the Shadows, and that description is Dr. Choi and Dr. Marcel do not see eye to eye over the treatment of a patient's chronic pain, and rumors start to circulate about Maggie. Dr. Manning works to help a young boy, but her treatment suggestions are challenged by the parents who only believe in using holistic remedies. I feel like that's an interesting, well, the Dr. Choi and Dr. Marcel thing I think will be interesting just because, like, now they're, like, the trauma people mm-hmm. um, without Connor. I mean, although Connor's trauma, whole that's a whole different thing rant we could have gotten into. Yep. But I feel like I think that could be an interesting pairing or at least friendship maybe down the line. But, like, the fact that they're not seeing eye to eye, who knows what will happen with that. And then just Man- Dr. Manning, you know, Natalie's trying to, like, find her way back into the world of working. Like, you know, Lannick was like, hey, you're going to be on, like, pushing bed control and then she got stuck and had to do a bunch of medicine but so she's like trying to find her way back she's gonna be challenged that should be interesting too um yeah so fire this week is called badlands and brett and foster question the suspicious circumstances surrounding a brutal attack at a juvenile detention center which leaves them searching for the truth a convoluted new technology installed inside Firehouse 51 tests everyone's patience, and Kid gets chosen to represent the district at a leadership conference. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm sure the convoluted new technology is going to be, like, the funny, like, the comedic yeah. storyline. Like, that just sounds like they're setting them up for, like, the right. comedic stuff. But the Brett and Foster stuff is always interesting. It's always, I always like when Fire goes a little bit, like, intelligence almost in some ways and what whatever aspect it is whether it's the arson stuff that um Severide does a lot or whatever like I kind of like when they go a little investigative those are always used to be like it they always tend to be like interesting storylines so that could be interesting so we'll see how that goes um, I, I I do and I don't let me just say that because sometimes I think it gets too much PD. Sometimes I think it's a little unrealistic how outside the scope of their jobs they go. these people get. But I also realize that is important for the story. Right. 
And it, at this point, if Severide goes off, you know, to investigate something that he's concerned about, that's fitting with his character. Um, right. But I, I don't know. I, I waver on that a little. I'll just say that. Right. I definitely agree. Like, I think it's unrealistic. And, like, you wouldn't see someone from a random firehouse here going, like, full investigative. But in a television show world, I enjoy it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's fun to watch. It just sometimes I'm like, mm, right, really, I don't right. know, right. And then so the last one, PD for this week, seven oh three is called Familia, and it says after a botched carjacking turns out to be something much bigger. Voight's unit goes toe to toe with a smart drug kingpin who only works with women. New recruit Vanessa Rojas struggles with the transition from undercover to intelligence, but the new case gives her a chance to play to her strengths. Cool. I think what I'm most interested. I'll be curious to see is, like, from, because from all we know from last week's episode, or this episode two, which we'll talk about, she, as far as I know, like, she hasn't gotten invited to join intelligence, so what, she's going to just, like, automatically become an in, in intelligence? Like, that transition, I think, we'll, I'll be curious to see, like, how she actually gets invited to join intelligence. Right. And I hope they go into that a little bit, because otherwise it's just going to kind of seem random if she, like, shows up and we didn't actually, like, see her get invited to join intelligence. Right. Um, so I hope they kind of go into that a little bit, but it, this could also easily just been like her like walking up the stairs and them being like, four weeks have passed. She was invited to intelligence. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I hope we like focus a little bit on that because I love Rojas and we'll talk about that. But yeah, um, and then we also have crossover descriptions, and the crossover is coming up very soon, and I'm very excited. Um, so all three are entitled Infection, and it's just part one, part two, part three. Um, and it kicks off with Fire. So Fire is part one. And Fire's description reads, In the first part of a three-show crossover event, a rare but deadly bacteria takes its toll on numerous victims around the city, leaving Chicago's finest first responders to work together alongside the CDC to resolve the dangerous situation. Following a fire that ties into the outbreak, Severide has the suspicious suspicions that something bigger is happening. Again, Severide going, Severide going all Severide, because of course it's Severide. Perfect, perfect description for that. Yeah, and then to the med part is an entire complex, apartment complex is forced into quarantine when cases of the deadly virus turn into an epidemic. PD chases a lead that could point to a case of bioterrorism and Will gets dangerously close to the suspect. I don't know, like, am I, dangerously. Will getting into trouble, doesn't he? Right, like, and is this, like, dangerously close as in, like, emotionally close or, like, physically close so that he's, like, in harm? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to be concerned about Will here? Like, I... Probably. 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 And then the PD part is, so, after zeroing in on the suspect responsible for bioterrorism that's gripping in Chicago, PD prepares to undertake their biggest manhunt. Yet, Upton is torn between helping track down the perp and providing emotional support to the sacred... No, to the scared young girl that needs her. Voight fears his team is being sent on a wild goose chase. Hmm. So it really kind of sounds like a movie. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it also sounds a little... I'll be curious to see how grounded in reality this is. Because based on this description alone, it kind of could seem something that's like a little... Could go a little crazy. And not like very grounded. In re, like very sci-fi-y and like mm-hmm. movie-like. Which I know they were talking about that they were like... Oh, well, you know, we were kind of looking to, I forget the movies, but they were looking at, like, two movies kind of for, like, some random inspiration, and, like, I just kind of worried that, like, how realistic is this actually going to be? Yeah, but, 
I don't know that we've ever seen these shows go off the rails in that way. Right. And that's why I, it gives me hope. But mm-hmm. just solely if I was just reading the yeah. episode descriptions, I, I would be worried. Right. But I, I'm confident that these shows are pretty good about it. I just, when they get into like bacteria, like epidemics, and I know like the scene that we watched them film when we were watching them film crossover stuff, it was like an em- the streets of Chicago were empty. And that's why they had so many blocks blocked off is because they needed the streets to be completely empty mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay but like is that real like I don't I don't know and so like I, I'm confident that they can do it it's just based on the description alone I'd be a little scared right and how grounded it is but makes sense. I'm still I'm confident I think it sounds great um and then the last little piece of news there was a tv guide interview with Rick Eyed and basically the only thing that really came out of it was just he basically says they plan to explore the Halstead and Upton romance, whether it's consummated or not, his actual quote. Whether it's consummated or not, we'll have to see, but those two definitely have chemistry. Okay. Are you into the Halstead Upton? Like, how do you, like, do you have, do you really care? Sure. I mean, I get, do I really care? I, <laughs> did, sure. Yes. Why not? I think it's, we, a love interest between the two of them would be interesting. I think it works. Am I concerned about it? No. Is that the main reason that I'm watching Watch. the show? No. But would I be mad about it if it happened? No. So, you know, and we probably need a good love interest on the show at some point soon. Right. So I think that it makes sense for it to be those two. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they somebody needs to have something. Right now, there is nothing happening between anyone. Now that Upton and Ruzik are obviously no thing, something needs to happen on PD somewhere. Somebody needs to get some love in somewhere on that show. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So that is it for the news this week. I mean, we obviously will have a ton more to talk about after this week because One Chicago Day is coming tomorrow. That's the reason we're in the same place. Mm-hmm. So there will be a ton of news coming out of that tomorrow. But for now, that is it. But as always, guys, you guys are really great about sending us news. So you guys know how to contact us. DM us. Email it to us. Whatever. We'll always read it. Um, and, yeah. So let's just start by talking about med first. Okay. So... Do you have any preference on what we talk about first? Do we want to talk about the... Do you have a preference? Natalie. Can we talk about Natalie? Yes, let's talk about Natalie. (laughs) Okay. So Natalie comes back to work after her brain, her her traumatic brain injury. It's been four weeks, or four or three weeks, whatever it is. And they're worried about, or Dr. Lanik's worried about her, and he's like, you're basically going to be around the patients, but you're not, I don't want you to do medicine, Mm -hmm. because... I can't trust you, whatever, we gotta ease you back in, and I was like, Fair. but I'm cleared, Right. and so her whole thing is basically, she goes, she's pushing this patient up to surgery, and she's gonna take him up, and then the power grid goes off, and so the power's out, and she gets trapped in the elevator with the patient, and she ends up having to do all this kind of stuff to save his life. What did you think about the Natalie stuff? Like, what are your, just what are your thoughts on the Natalie storyline from this week? Oh, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yes, go. Let's talk. Um, I think, you know, I get her frustration, but I also get why they'd want to be cautious with having right. her to do medicine. Um, I think I really liked her being a badass in the elevator. And yeah. Then, you know, um, and here comes Matt Casey, and he's helping get her things that she needs. That was that kind of a pairing too. that, like, Working together, like, I would have never known that I, like, 
wanted that yeah. to happen, but I, like, really enjoyed watching them together. I was like, oh. Yeah. And it's, I think it's also just kind of, again, it's something that these shows do really well, that, like, they kind of just simultaneously cross over, like, so easily, right. and, like, the fact that they obviously, of course, all know each other because they're all friends, and they all run in the same circle. It's like, oh, right. Like, right. that's, this is a shared universe. Like, that's gonna, it's not weird that they've met before and that they're not, like, introducing themselves to each other yeah and I, I mean I think it was just nice for her to be I mean she was a badass like she handled herself she like figured things out she had I, I can't remember exactly the detail but whatever idea that she had to right do was not something that she exactly knew how to do but right. she knew enough and right. went for it when she had to go for it and I think paralleling that with you know, her she was injured. She had this memory loss. She's got this guy who is oh my god, that whole <laughs> thing is happening. You know, to parallel that with let's just see her be a badass doctor for a minute. I thought was really good. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think Natalie a lot of times when she's too focused on what everyone else think, like when. She's too focused on, like, what the patient's parents might think or this, you know, like, what everyone else thinks around her. That's when I find her most frustrating. Mm -hmm. But when she just, like, when there is literally you have to keep this kid alive until the power can come back on and she can get him out of there. And she just has to go with her gut instincts. And, like, she she is a good doctor. And seeing her in that moment, like you said, seeing her be the badass person who she might not know everything and like might not be able to do this procedure perfectly but she knows enough to like save the kid's life right like that is when I enjoy Natalie at her best when Natalie is like too busy taking in the opinions of everyone else I'm like Natalie what are you doing yeah like and that's when I'm like oh Natalie you are the worst Mm -hmm. character ever so now she she doesn't a hundred percent she's not a hundred percent behind this idea that she's engaged right she has some kind of she's like I think she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really remember. And, like, I'm not feeling what I should be feeling if I was truly in love with him and engaged. Right. Which, And I have a feeling that's only going to get stronger. Like, that feeling inside of her is only going to grow stronger and something's going to happen. And I don't know if she investigates it or whatever, starts asking more questions. But I hope that that's going to lead to her being like, yeah, I don't think this actually happened. I think it's just so interesting that this much time has passed and she's still, if she's feeling that way, and she's like, doesn't necessarily, I just think it's interesting that she hasn't said, you know what, let's pause. Right. Like, whether, like, not necessarily that this didn't, did or did not happen, but like, I just went through something very traumatic. Correct. Let's take a pause. It doesn't mean I don't love you, I don't love you, quote unquote, but like, I need to take a break and like you know, get my life back together and find out who I am and then we can move forward with our engagement, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a fair. Yeah. 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 Well, and then she even kind of has that moment too where she like kind of blows up at Will too. She, like Will has like kind of got a little, he's like, he's starting to get a little suspicious too. And she's like, no, Will, you know what? I don't remember your exact line, but she's like, you know what? Basically, like, I love him, and, you know, this is how things are. No, right? Because didn't didn't he say, didn't he ask her, do you love him? And she was like, I don't have to talk to you about this right now. Right, but whatever she said. She, she didn't answer that question is the thing, and I thought that was really key. Right, and but also the fact that he's starting to get suspicious, too. He's like, I don't think you actually were coming that night. To tell me that you were engaged. I think, I don't remember what you were going to kind of go tell me, but, like, I don't think that's what that was. Right. And she's, like, on the defensive because she thinks she has to be. 
Yeah. Not that she is actually feeling that way, Mm -hmm. but just because she has to be. You know, society tells her that, like, if she's truly in love with this person, she should defend, you know, whatever. So I think that's always, that stuff's interesting. Um, And I don't know really where this fits in. I have, like, a random note, and I want to say it before I forget about it because it doesn't necessarily fit in with this. It fits in, I guess, with this the most. I really enjoyed seeing Randy and Tony be, like, more serious and, like, take lead on the squad part of that, like, taking the patient out and, like, of the ambulance. It kind of fit in with this the most. Uh It was just a nice change rather than, like, obviously we saw Casey in this part, Mm -hmm. but, like, usually that would have been, like, separate. Yeah. And I'm assuming Taylor would have been – Taylor just wasn't available to film on med that day, and that's why Mm -hmm. that happened. But I was like, you know what? Like, it was just kind of a nice little, like, Brought the fresh air. Well, yeah, kind of about time, honestly, for stuff like that. Right, and, like, they've gotten a few occasional, like, funny, like, Randy, as Cap, like, has had a few, like, funny things. Like, he had, like, his squadiversary chair that ended up on the, like, roof of the firehouse, like, whatever. Like, he's had a few funny things, and he's typically in, like, the comedic stuff. But to see him, like, lead a squad investigation and to have, like, Tony there, too, I was like, oh. Like, I don't think I would have said that that's what I wanted, but, like, when I saw it, again, it's something I was like, oh. Sure. that, That was kind of nice. Yeah. I, I don't need it every episode, but, like, right. for the one, for the five minutes that we got it in this med episode, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that was nice. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Dr. Marcel and this Noah stuff, too, because I, like, let's talk about Dr. Marcel, because we were having a conversation on the way back to your hotel room, and we, you were like, I don't agree, and we were, <laughs> and so let's talk about Dr. Marcel. Okay. What did you, okay, so this is now week two, and I really think this is, like, the real, this, I don't know if Dr. Marcel was, this was supposed to be episode one in terms of his storyline, and then when the Connor and Ava stuff happened, that had to get pushed back, but, like, this kind of felt like a first episode for him in terms of the way he was introduced to me. Uh, Okay, so here's, um... Yes. What, what What we talked about that we disagreed with is that Brian was saying that she... Um, felt like she wished he was a new addition to the hospital as opposed to a doctor who has been there and, and right. picked up on the premiere and he was Right, that there. we were just supposed to assume right. that he has been around at med for God knows how long because season five picked up minutes after season four ended. Right. Which, I take your point, I see where you're coming <laughs> from, but I think... We, we we know that we're only looking at a scope of a handful of doctors in a giant hospital, right? Right. And so we have to assume there are all there are other right, around. right. And the way that they introduced him, where he was the first person who was skeptical of the whole Natalie, you know, being engaged, right? Because of the ring and right, right. Like he's the one you saw that through his eyes, and that was kind of interesting because he doesn't know, he hasn't been around. Right. Um, and so he was coming at that with a fresh perspective, and that made me enjoy him because of his take on that. And so to me, that was that was your introduction to the character in a way that, like, okay, this guy has been around, but here's the first time he's really interacting with these people. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. I, and this honestly may become, this may be a result more of, like, having read too much about, like, casting announcements and character descriptions and things like that. But my critique, I guess, of 501 was that 
and I said this on last week's episode, or on the episode, was that it didn't seem to fit the description or the character description that was, like, initially released. Because it was oh, something along the lines of, like, you know, skirts into the hospital after a night of partying and, you know, blah, blah. Like, just, like, you know, like, the, like that kind of, like, wild doctor who, like, you know, right. works yeah. up until his job or whatever, which I felt fit more with this episode when the first image you see of him is, like, him hooked up to the IV because he's, you know. Right. But like, that, I just felt like that fit a little bit more. And so, to me, in my mind, this fit more of the character introduction that maybe they were going for originally, which is why I wonder if, like, it's, they wanted to do it in episode one, but then with, like, all the Connor and Ava loose store like, loose ends they had to wrap up, they just couldn't fit it in. Well, see, so that's interesting, because I think if you were introduced to him that way, with the IV and the partying and the whatever, I think, I think I have a different opinion, opinion of, of him. him, because of the fact that he was first the doctor who was skeptical. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a doctor who was a partier. Right. And which is why I wonder if I hadn't known that character description because I read the ca- like casting announcement, I wonder if I would have felt the same way you did. Yeah. Interesting. And to me, this just, and that description when we saw that originally, he sounds very much, you never watched The Night Shift, did you? I did. So he, that, that description, he sounded very much like a TC character. Yeah. And, like, that kind of, this image of him, like, hooked up to the IV, like, very much reminded me of something I would have seen with TC. And so that's kind of the character I envisioned him being. And so last week when he wasn't introduced, or he wasn't introduced the way I thought he was based on all of that, I was like, okay, so then what is he supposed to be? Is he right. supposed to, had they just gone a different direction with the character? Which is fine if that's what they had chosen to do. I was just confused. And so now it seems like they're going that way, which is why I wonder what is actually the character. Is it more of this, like, partier who kind of, like, you know, shows up to do his job and is good at his job, but, like, you know, might be drunk or might come in, you know, coming off a night of fun or whatever? Or is it more of last week's character? Yeah. And that's more just why I didn't understand how he was introduced and why I had some issues with it. I can see that. I don't know. Now you've got your, like, <laughs> gears turning. Yeah. And again, this all could just be, a like, I read too, we read too much, and I'm not, like, knowing too much, and it's influencing how I'm watching the show. I don't know. But it was something I was thinking about. Okay. We'll see what happens. Right. Although, and the thing, though, I think it's interesting, so Dr. Marcel and Noah were working together, and basically, Noah's whole storyline, which also, Noah, where you been at? Like, I missed you. Right. He was gone for a year, which, I mean, I kind of know why he's, like, gone. For, he Roland had some health stuff last year. But, like, I also feel like it's weird that they didn't address where he was. Like, True. you know, he hasn't been on. He was on episode one last season mm-hmm. and never seen again, never mentioned again, never whatever. So I think that was a little weird that they just were, like. A jarring, yeah. Right. I mean, I also, I guess they couldn't. You're just, again, supposed to assume that he's, like, in different areas of the hospital working and whatever. That is a little different, though, with a character that you... You have been established with since season right. one. Right. Right. Um, I think it's... I thought it was a little weird, but whatever. I'm glad he's back regardless. Um, and basically, the whole thing is Noah's working with Dr. Marcel. Marcel's like, oh, like, what do you... Like, you know, your resident, like, what, what do you kind of have envisioned for your career? And he's like, oh, I want to open some, like clinics and get rich essentially is like his plan and then he works with Marcel and observes surgery and gets thrown into the surgery or whatever and basically comes out of it thinking that surgery and like not opening the clinics is like maybe what he wants to do 
my whole feeling on this thing is I feel like this was very similar to an or this was similar to an episode from season three. I don't remember which one it was. I meant to look it up where Noah saw Connor doing some surgery something and like very similar like he was observing and then Connor asked him to help out with whatever. I'll have to look it up. Really? Yeah, I have to. I'm going to see if I can find it. Okay. Um, and like ends up basically that. coming out of it with like surgery being an option. Um, and I was texting Gina about it, and she couldn't remember the exact episode, but she was like, yeah. I kind of, and I don't know, again, is this something that I'm feeling was just too similar because we went a season without having Noah? Mm -hmm. And, like, that, I'm like, that was essentially probably one of the last things we saw from Noah in season three, and then he was gone all season four, and now it's five, and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm remembering? I don't know, but to me, that just felt very similar, like, he already kind of had this epiphany, and I remember talking to Roland about it, too, like, because we had Roland on the podcast, like, right at the end of season three, and, like, we were talking about, so do you think, like, what, what kind of specialty do you think Noah might go into, and, like, I, like those kind of questions, and he was, you know, obviously he didn't know any answers or whatever, he was just kind of guessing, mm-hmm. but, like, I remember having that conversation with him, and, like, watching that episode and so now we're having a very similar episode in some regards and I'm like okay so so So, like did we just forget that that happened or like what what is happening I don't know Hmm. I just I saw that and I was like interesting okay yeah okay sure this is this is what's happening um I mean I liked it like I liked seeing Noah I liked seeing that like residents have an idea of one thing and then because you test out all the different specialties what you think you might want to do is not what you want to do once you actually get in there I like I like seeing that storyline right I just didn't need it twice sure no that makes sense and now I'm gonna I say- had not thought about that yeah and again maybe just because I, I there was that gap and so whatever this episode in season three was essentially the last thing we saw of Noah I don't know but now I'm trying to see if I can find it I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of these, like, later episodes. Um, I'd have to, like, really start to find it. But, anyway. So, yeah. That was just something I was thinking about. I was like, okay. Sure. <laughs> um, Let's just briefly talk about, I guess, the Will, Maggie, Dr. Charles, like, the kids that were really just stressed about school. Oh, my God. Those poor children, first of all, let me just say. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> Holy shit, those poor children. I, that was really interesting to me, actually. Like, that was a, I, I like a lot of the psychology stuff that we get from the show because of Dr. Charles and this particular thing. In fact, I think to me that's what, you know, I watch all the medical shows. I watch all of them. Yeah. Um, and... This is the, it's not the only one that gets into psychology, but it gets into psychology. The most. I think so. And, well, I, mm, New Amsterdam does quite a bit. But but I like the way this one gets into psychology. I like the way Dr. Charles handles things. And I thought this was fascinating. I did not know that mass hysteria could manifest in that specific of a way. Right. In those physical conditions. But, yeah. Um kind of horrifying yeah yeah and I think especially to 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 think about like the pressure that kids do face these days from like school related things whether it's from their parents or just you know other peers or teachers or whatever but like 
the pressure that comes with like doing well in school and succeeding and this and that and you know doing having all the things so that it looks good for college and whatever like that's like a real thing that like actually yeah. happens yeah and so like you said like the fact that it can result in those kind of physical conditions and things like that it's it's scary oh yeah I mean yeah I think that's terrifying it's um I mean they were they were there was concern that there was an infection that they needed to be quarantined. Right. All because these children were a little too stressed out about their... Right. Children lives. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> their children lives. I mean, they don't even know what stress is, right? Right. But, like, this is, that was the point I was trying to make with that, is that they don't even really know what stress means, but to them, like... It's, it's, it's the most it's stressful thing in the world, right? right. I mean, and, and so that's horrifying. I think it's horrifying. But I was really interested, and I appreciated how unique that storyline was, because I've never seen something like that right. before. And then going on, though, kind of related to the infection, where they thought it was, like, an infection part, and they thought they had to quarantine... There's like the Maggie aspect of it where yeah. it was it wasn't because of an infection, but it was obviously because of everything she's going through and she's like doing the chemo at a separate hospital because she still doesn't want anyone to know. And but it wasn't, it was obviously all chemo and cancer related. I'm actually I'm worried about Maggie. Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, I get it. I understand where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. But also, this is not gonna last. Like, right. Someone's going to find out it's, a, like... Yeah. I mean, the jig is going to be up any minute. Like, right. She's going to end up was. doing it at med and blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Um, and... I, I think... I don't know. I don't know what I expect to come from that. I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting thing for her character in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that she's you know, trying to do this thing where she's keeping it separate because she doesn't want to be looked at as a victim and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know how I expect it to turn out, whether she's going to beat it and everything's going to be fine or, right. you know, I, I, what I do expect is that everyone will find out she'll have to be treated at med and that's going to be a whole thing. And I, right. I think that will happen. I don't know what I suspect after that. Right. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming just because of it being Maggie that like, and because of how many characters med has lost. I mean, really, just from last season, Connor, Ava, and then oh Sarah was technically at the beginning of last season, too. Oh! Right. And so they've lost a lot of characters. I can't imagine them killing off yeah. Maggie. And so I'm have, I, I imagine that she will be cured at some point. I if, don't think they would kill off Maggie. I can right. see that. I, I just think also Maggie's the heart of this yeah. show, and, like, I can't imagine them doing that, but who knows. Um, but so I, I've imagined, I imagine she's going to be cured at some point. But yeah, there's still a lot of gray area with where they can go at telling the story that I'm definitely interested in. I'm just I'm worried about Maggie. I just I love yeah. Maggie, and I'm just like. But I did really like one of the things we always talk about is how much we love the Will and Maggie friendship, and just like especially there was like that episode towards the end of last season where it was like a lot of Will and Maggie, and I really liked seeing it because Maggie is the only one who can really tell Will like, no, you're being a fucking idiot. Like, Natalie, forget Natalie. Just like focus on you, whatever. And there's just, like, that nice balance between the two of them that I really like. And so to see Will, like, obviously be concerned about Maggie, he's like, no, like, we have to do this. Like, Maggie's not okay. And, like, to see him, I just, I, I love that friendship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess 
the last thing we really have to talk about with Med is the Ethan April whatever, which is, like, not really a ton except for the fact that, like, babies are clearly on sex toys vibe. so. Like, there is another, there was another conversation at the end. Obviously, episode one, they thought, or she thought April was pregnant. It wasn't. And they were like, you'll, we're going to maybe have kids one day and it'll be great, whatever. And now we have this conversation at the end of episode two where Ethan basically is like, you're going to be a great mother one day. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like what it is. But that's two episodes in a row where babies are on their mind. So that's very sweet. I see that that's what's coming. I don't have much to say about it other than that. Do you like them as a couple? Sure. I don't know if we ever talked about them. Yeah, yeah, why not? I, I'm i so indecisive about this stuff, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I like them as a couple. Why not? I'm not like, oh my god, you know. It's, it's not like, oh my god, I ship it so much. Like, this is like my couple. Right, okay. So listen, the only... I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little, but I just, just to say that... Just so that you all know, it's it's not that I never get excited about any ships. I I get excited about fewer than some, but if we're looking at the one Chicago like Stella and Severide, yeah, that's an example of a couple that I'm like, yes, please, thank you, oh my gosh, thank God, you're happy right now. I, you know, I I don't know, I don't necessarily, you know, and Will and Natalie, right. I would like to see Will and Natalie get back together. Come on, can we deal with it's that? It's just been enough, like, back and forth. God. But part yeah. of that is just because I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know. But Stay together or break up for good. Just pick one or the other. Correct. Nobody cares, but, like, pick one or the other. Right. Um. So I, I think the only one I'm, of, of the three shows, the only one I'm necessarily passionate about is those two. I do not dislike them. I just, you know. You're indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder, though, I guess now, again, this has been babies on the mind for two episodes now. Right. Like, but we just had this, like, not preg- like, pregnancy fake out or whatever. So, like, are we going to go there again? Do we think we might would do an adoption route this up, like, this season? Like, I feel like, I mean, I guess it would maybe have to be babies on the mind three times at some point before I actually believe they're going there. But it just seems like too much of a coincidence for them to, like, have two episodes back to back where they're like, yeah, they're planning. They're going, something's happening. I'm just saying, do we really think they're going to go pregnancy after having the fake out pregnancy in episode one? I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I I don't know. The storyline or the, like, knowing what I know about, like, how they craft stories, that just seems a little unrealistic to Mm -hmm. me. That maybe they would go the adoption route or the foster care route instead. But, like, I don't know. I I definitely think they're going, like, going there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, even in April, going to end up with somebody's kid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it could be. It could be. What if a like? What if a mom died in a hot? Like, what if a single parent died in the hospital and they? As I'm laughing, and you're like, what <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happened on Grey's Anatomy. I'm just having a giggle. I know. Oh I feel like God. it's happened a couple times on Grey's Anatomy in different circumstances. You know what? Yeah. Really, Owen, but like <laughs> with Owen, but. Oh. I'm just saying, that's not crazy. Well, it's not crazy, but I just think <laughs> that's inappropriate laughter. It's fine. It's, it's, yeah, it's the nail polish remover. <laughs> for, for anyone who wants to know what's going on behind the scenes, my I had to redo my nails, and I, I did that once while we were starting. Hashtag one Chicago Day Prep. <laughs> I, they were in bad shape. Anyway, it's not it's not interesting, but there's nail polish remover all over the place now. So. But that gets you a little loopy. It's fun. You smell too much of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all the med stuff. Just hitting on kind of again, just like hit 
quick takes on, you know, because we have one Chicago day prep to finish. Yes. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about fire. There's okay. a lot to talk about with fire. Okay. Let's talk about the Cellarides. Cute. I love them. So cute. I, I love them. I, I like that they're just getting these sort of happy, regular... Everyday moments. moments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was cute and it was fine. There's fun little gif of Stella being Stella on the boat. Oh my god. I loved, like, know. that she, like, he, like, Severide was so into, like, fixing the motor or whatever, and she's, like, trying to seduce yeah. him and, like, take off her shirt and whatever, and he's, like, not paying attention yeah. at all. Like, it's great. It's real life. Like, Very real. I, yeah. I, I loved it. I loved everything yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, ha- I'm happy that they are currently drama free and just enjoyable and fun to watch and right. that's all there is and that even you know? the drama in their storyline this week had nothing to do with them they were just witnesses to an accident and then right. had to like help out or whatever right also that scene in the boat oh where the guy like it was so graphic i was very upset i was like what did i know i did not need to see that i mean i only get squeamish at times with these shows and this was one of those yelped out loud yeah close my eyes my it was that was and it but it wasn't very gory but just the image of the blood getting uh, yeah i did not need to see that because i think so much was left to the imagination right it wasn't like look at all the gore it right it's like, not here's a bone here here's a bone there whatever right. it was just you imagine how that blood got in the water yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice and good like yeah so gross yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, and also we saw that coming. You saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, there's that. I also just really love anytime Severide has anything to do with boats, like the Severide and like boats, like I, well, as like a thing ship. I, I just mean, I love it's it's so good. Sure. <laughs> Severide shirtless on a boat, like it, it's. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say about that, but... <laughs> yes. Sure. Just yes. Give Everything. those scenes, we'll take them. Yes, please. Yeah, just all the Stellaride. I just, I love them. I really do. Okay. Let's talk about Gallo. I like him. I do, too. I like him. I like him sooner than I thought I would like him. Yeah. Um, I, uh... I don't know. I, I, okay, so you guys know if, if anybody knows who I even am. Um, <laughs> You've been on then, enough. To, how many times has this been? Like I've, three or four times, right? I have lost count. I've done it with you once, with Gina once, with both of you, you once or twice. Right. This is so you are either you're like I think you might be the most. It was Jeff Dreyer, writer on Med, but like you uh-huh. might have passed Jeff now as like the most oh. times. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> yes, they know who you are. Point being. Okay, so if you know who I am, <laughs> um, and if you read my review of Chicago Fire <laughs> this past week, I mean, I spent a good portion of it talking about the fact that they did a really good job. Go read my review if you haven't yet. By the way, yeah, um, tv.com Plug myself a whole bunch. <laughs> um, I, I, they they did. A, I I really enjoyed the way that they introduced this character mm-hmm. in a way that it was through the other characters' eyes, and and it, and because of the conflict, because Casey was so on board, and because Bowden was so against Not. it that, and then Severide was on board, and so we were rooting for what Casey and Severide wanted, because of course we are, right? You know, it, and so 
just the way that they kind of set that up, and then also this guy, he just, his energy, I think, was special. Right. You know? Um, and new and different, and I just think they did a really good job introducing him, um, and, and made me, you know, want him to be a part of the team really quickly. Right. And I think, too, the fact that the way they introduced him, like, through a call first, like, it's not just like, oh, he, like, comes in as a floater, right, Right. here's, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't like him, because we don't like anybody new who shows up, (laughs) Right. But, like, you see him on, like, you can see what he does, you can see what he does well first and that he was like you said fearless and mm-hmm. you know not afraid to just go up there which is, in some ways is like a little irrational and a little stupid oh, sure. but like you know also shows like the strengths and that he really just cares about like saving this person's life and whatever like he's good at what he does mm-hmm. and seeing that and like having that be the way we're introduced to him I also thought was like really the way to do it especially because he is yeah. taking place of Someone we all love. I know. And I also really love the fact that he acknowledged, acknowledged that. that. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, listen, I know that Otis, you know, was beloved here, and I'm not necessarily trying to take his place, but I am going to do my best to honor him each day that I'm here and, like, on his spot on truck. And I thought that was, like, in terms of, like, one of the things Gina and I talked about a lot last week is that it's hard when you have to skip time and because – the characters have been grieving for three months, but you as a viewer have been grieving for three minutes. Yeah. And so I like the fact that they had him say that in episode two because it shows that we're all still grieving. Like, right. Bowden was still grieving, obviously, for the reasons he didn't even want Gallo on in the first place. Mm-hmm. We're still grieving. I mean, we're going to be grieving for a long time in terms of this death. I but, know. like, I just I thought that was an important step to have in terms of, like, all of us yes. going through this grieving process at the same time. Characters and viewers. Like, I just, I thought that was really important for him to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, per- personally, I have a hard time. And, and you make a good point, too, about him being introduced on a call first. I don't trust any damn body who shows up at the firehouse as a new character. Like, I, no. I never do. Right? No. And... And eventually, some of them I do, but, like, there, I don't think there has been a single character who has showed up and I've been like, yes, they belong here. You know, you're, I'm always suspicious. Right. What's what's this person's angle? What are, What's going to be their problem? How are they going to hurt everybody? You know, I'm always I suspicious. I think especially because for a lot, I mean, until, like, Ritter and Foster last year, but those were a little bit different circumstances, before them, like, Stella was really the first one that has been around and, like, stuck around. They're always typically, like, True. five or six episodes, like, recurring stories, you know, floaters or this or that or whatever. And so it's hard to then, like, when a new character does come in and, like, we know they're going to stick around, you're like, okay, wait a second. Like, right. what? Like I, you have to gain that trust. And I think mm-hmm. just knowing that he is going to stick around, obviously, take Otis' place. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I did, I think it all helped. Yeah, I think it helped build. But I really liked him. Yeah, I I really liked him. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on board. And I and you're right. That was an important note for him to acknowledge. Yeah, Otis. Yeah, Otis. I'm also really excited to see him and like Casey. I really enjoy when they do the mentorship stuff. Yeah. Like I really have enjoyed what they've done with Ritter and um, Herman. Like I yeah. I just I really I really enjoy that stuff. And, like, when Mills was here back in the day, like, I just, I really always enjoyed that stuff. And so I'm really excited to hopefully see Casey take on that role mm-hmm. with Gallo, especially because I'm worried about Casey, too, after the whole Otis Have stuff. Have seen Casey mentor anyone recently? 
I guess the closest thing to like mentoring he's done, but even then, that was that storyline. I forget the specific details. It was like Borelli, maybe, but Borelli was only around for not that long, so I don't remember the specific. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Right, but not recently. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Not recently. So I'm I'm excited because, like I said, I'm a little worried about Casey still and how he's yeah. dealing with the Otis stuff, and so I I'm excited to hopefully see that. I'm worried about flourish. Casey in general, but you know. <laughs> well. I guess we can kind of maybe in some weird way loop into let's talk about Brett. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see what I was going with the, yeah. like, the whatever, which Good didn't job. really in this episode have anything to do with it, but like still. Okay, let's talk about Brett. Because I'm also worried about I'm worried about everybody. Oh, I'm not worried about Brett. Not anymore. I um, mean, I think she'll be fine now, but like yeah. this no, this was okay. I was worried about her up until the end of yeah. this episode. Th- so if you read my review, um, uh, the the other big thing that I I focused on with this episode was Brett and her character development. I think this is really cool how they have taken her back home and and let her explore that and kind of realize that this isn't her anymore. And because you know we first met her and she was like trying out Chicago, you know, going right. to see what this life She's is like, like, I don't care know? if there's homeless people outside, you know, sleeping on my stairs, like, you know, right. I mean, blah, 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 yeah. And so I think this was, this was a really interesting, um, really interesting arc for her character. Mm-hmm. And I adore that Brett and Foster, uh, not Brett and Foster, um, Stella, uh, St- Stella and Foster <laughs> went to, like, pick her up right as she's, like, Packing her bags, and yeah. and they just had this moment, and I just thought that was really cool, and I and I think I'm sorry, I'm just blabbing. No, up. keep I yeah okay. Um, as far as a Brett and Casey romance is concerned, yes, they have now set it up perfectly, mm-hmm. so that we can be on board with such a thing. Whereas originally, when they started setting the seeds for this. I kept saying, I like the idea of it, but they can't do it right away. Yeah. It's got to be a slow burn. You got to earn it. If they do it right away, it's not going to work. and right. I'm not going to buy it. But I see those two characters again together. Eventually, they match really well. You know, they, yeah. they would work really well. But it was too soon, too soon, too soon. And now she's gone. We've had a time jump. She's been engaged. She moved away. She kept, right. You know, now she's coming back. And it's, it's like enough things to where now I'm like, okay, but, well, now she could, and, and that would almost be a sigh of relief. Right. And it's not like she's obviously going to go back, like, to 51 next, or this week, whatever, and, like, immediately kiss Casey. Like, it's going to yeah. be, like, five or six more episodes if that would lead to a kiss. Like, it's going right. to take, it's going to be more of a slow burn by the time we actually get there. Yeah, it has to be. It has right. To be. And so it, 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 it would be a thing where the payoff was good. Right. In Did, my opinion. Did you like, I mean, obviously, I think we all kind of knew that it wasn't going to last, but, like, did you like the chaplain and Brett? Or, like, after last week, like, when he said all those things to her, I was, like, I mean, I already didn't really think they were, like, the best match, but, like, after he was, like, well, a chaplain's wife is work, and I was just, like, you don't know Brett. What are you doing? I, I liked him fine. I was indifferent until that moment. And that's not even to say... Like, what he was saying was not, 
I, I mean, he, he even, he couched himself a little bit. He was like, I didn't want to say this before. Right. You know, like, he, he understood enough about her to know that, like, that was probably not the way to go. I think he did have to kind of mention it. But what that was to me, it still kind of showed he didn't know her as well as he thought he did. But also, that was the the light bulb. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this, is, this is not your life. You right. know, this isn't her. Right. It was um, what she needed to be like. Yeah, I, right. I'm, 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 like, I'm not happy here, but I'm now recognizing that I'm not happy Also, here. a firehouse that goes a whole day where there's no call. I mean, you know. And you have, your chief is, like, watching football. I know. <laughs> and Hope. Right. Oh, Hope. Derek's favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's really interesting, I think. Hope? Yeah. She's just, like, a, she's. She's a really good villain. Yes. She's a really good villain. Right, because I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she hasn't even really done anything. I mean, she was, like, maybe trying oh. to get with the chaplain this week. Yeah. Never confirmed yeah. or denied, but she was trying. She was. Oh, she was. I mean, we all know it, but, yeah. like, we didn't see her kiss him, so can we not actually confirm or deny? But it's just, like, I hate you. Like, go away. I- Eloise Mumford plays that part very well. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 very good writing and it's very good acting. Yeah, it's, it's a good villain. Yeah, it's a good villain. Yeah. Also, just kind of tied into the Brett stuff is Collins Foster's like partner that's like been filling in for Brett. Oh yeah. Um, the guy who's like the worst. I did love seeing Foster though, and she was like, "You're fired," and okay. he's like, "But are we worried about this? Because I'm a little worried that's going to come back and haunt her somehow." Oh my god. I hadn't even thought about that potential. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. Oh my god. I hadn't even thought about that. Because he thought she was hitting on him. He turned her down and then she fired him. And she didn't really even have the authority to fire him. I'm very worried. Oh my god. I can't believe I hadn't thought about that as a potential storyline. Now I'm concerned. Or or maybe I'm just going way off over here, and, and that's entirely possible, too. But, I mean, that was one of the first things I thought of. Interesting. Like, oh, she's in trouble. But like in that, the moment, though, that, yes, in the moment, I really I loved, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, get out of here, because, Collins, you're actually maybe the worst, like, paramedic. Like, because we've had a bunch of floaters who've been, like, irritable, but they've been good at their jobs. Right. He's, like, the worst one we've ever seen on this show. Like, it's, like, bad. He's, like, bad. It's, yeah. But also, Austin Peck, who plays him, is, like, doing a great job. Because I can't stand him either. Yeah. And he, well, he was interesting. Because at first I was like, hey, I could see where I could try to like him. Especially when he was, like, modeling with mouth or whatever. Right. I, that was a funny moment. You know. But, uh, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Mouch, Mouch buying, now Mouch is now part owner of Molly's. Mouch and it. Trudy. I love it. I, I, yeah. I, it, it had to be someone from 51. Like, when they were, like, we're going around and Herman's like, I can't find anyone in Matt because Matt said he could, like, couldn't do it originally. Right. Like, we all knew it was going to be someone from 51, or at least in the one Chicago universe. Yeah. Um, but I love that it was Mouch because Mouch and Herman obviously have that, like, Mouch and Herman have that, you know, special bond, whatever, and, you know, I, I do love, I love it. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Trudy kind of pulls out and, like, how I she's going to take Molly's, but... I think that will be fun. I think there's fun potential there. Yeah. But I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, last thing from Fire, and then we'll quickly finish up with PD. 
I also really enjoyed seeing that, learning that Ritter was gay. I also, yes. I, I really enjoyed too that they didn't make a big deal of it. Like kind of when they did Terry on Med last year, like it was what it was. Ritter's gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Moving on now. And Herman was like, okay, sure. Like yeah. bring the boyfriend. Like You're not vegan too, are you? Right. Like come right. to the barbecue. Like, right. Yeah, it was. Right. I, I thought that was the perfect way to do it. Yeah. I, I love it. It and was lovely. Yeah. It was great. Okay, let's talk about PD real quick. Okay, so you and I were talking about this a little bit before. The Jay and Voight stuff that I kind of thought was going to be a much bigger deal in this episode. Yes. And then, not that it was like magically resolved, but they were like, so, Jay's like, so, last week. And Voight's like, we're cool. And I just, I thought it was going to be a bigger thing. I feel like they can't not bring it back up again at some point. Because how do you go from Voight yelling at Jay, being like, get the hell out if you don't trust me, to them essentially, like, not, like, being okay? I I don't believe he means that they were okay, though. Like, I read into that a little bit as we're going to go do our jobs and no, it's not the same. Like, we're just going to coexist. That's how I read that. I do think it'll come back up again. Right. 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 I think, though, that kind of conversation, though, and that, like, the fact that they are able to, like, do their jobs and, like, kind of throw it under, it's like water under the bridge, for lack of a better term. Sure. Is that, like, we've done this circle with Jay and Voight now for seven seasons, and, like, I still don't know how they feel each other. Like, does Voight actually hate Jay? Or does he just not, like, do they just have different philosophies on how to handle situations? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I think at one point he did hate Jay. Obviously, more probably because of the Aaron aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, maybe not hate. Maybe hate's a strong word. But, right. like, didn't but like him. Right. And, you know, because of his feel, you know, he just didn't want think he was maybe good enough for Aaron. Like, whatever it was. But, like, now it's season seven. And, like, I still don't really know how the two feel about each other. Especially because at the end of season six... Voight is telling Jay, you're going to run this unit one day. Mm-hmm. And then then we went to episode one, and he's like, if you don't trust me, get the hell out. And now we're, like, kind of back at a standstill. I just, I don't understand this relationship. Yeah, yeah I I don't know. I don't know. I had forgotten about some of those details, I think, too. But I definitely think it's going to come back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Rojas as a character. Love her. I, great. Fantastic. I, I, as soon as I watched this episode, I was like, oh my god, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she fits in so well. I just, I, I love everything about her. I, I do. Uh, I also, did you get this, so immediately as soon as, the, we learned a little bit of background in for her. You know, she was like plucked out of the academy and you know, whatever. She kind of reminded me as like, or her background at least reminded me of Ruzik. Because Ruzik was also mm-hmm. like plucked out of the academy and whatever. Um, I think obviously they'll probably be very different storylines. Because she has, like, a lot more undercover background. Like, right off the bat, she got plucked out to do undercover work. Yeah. Um, and, like, fit a specific mold or type, for lack of a better word. Um, but that was just something that immediately struck to mind. I was like, oh, like, two characters both plucked out of the Academy because they were good at their jobs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I love her. I just – I'm so excited to see more of her. And I think Liseth is I, – I think she's great. I also think – that the way we were introduced to that character was really, really good and interesting. And it was kind of similar to what Fire did, where we see 
her working first as opposed to mm-hmm. here's a new person. Right. Who's She's joining intelligent. Here. Right. Um, I, I think that that's a really good way to introduce a character. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, kind of also going with that, and again, I guess tying into the way she was introduced. So, Rojas and Atwater, we, there is, it's been confirmed that, like, Atwater's probably, it's, like, getting a love interest this season. Like, that's, like, a thing that's, like. Oh, really? Yeah, they've, like, they've, it's been come out through, like, TV line and stuff that, like, at first they were, like, someone's gonna be in love interest, and then, like, TV line confirmed that, like, through Rick Eye that, like, Atwater is like one half of something. So it's like pretty, I think we're all pretty sure that it's like probably her. Okay. Um, and like to me, I was watching this episode with Gina, like we saw it obviously early when we were both here in Chicago. And the first thing Gina and I said when we finished, we were like, they have so much chemistry. Yeah. Like I thought they played off each other so well. And again, that's more like probably in some ways written into their characters, like the flirty banter or whatever. But I just, I thought they delivered it so well. Like I, I just think they have so much chemistry. It's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Like I loved them. I I, I, I could see it. I, could, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. But I could definitely see that. Yeah. That's, I, I, I'm here for, I'm already shipping it. Like, if this is really, like, if it took us this long to get Atwater a love interest finally, like, I'm glad that if it is her, that it's her. Because, mm-hmm. like, worth it. it seems like it's going to be worth the wait. Okay. Like, and that it's not just, like, so, okay, here's a love interest for a love interest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad if it's someone, if, if it's her, like, it, it seems like it's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit, two last things. So, Darius Walker... I thought that case was interesting, but then I remember he's a recurring character. So Michael Beach is coming back at some point as Darius Walker. Like, to me, it kind of seemed like at some points, too, that, like, things were wrapped up. So I just wonder, like, how does he fit into the fold later on? Like, I guess will he be an informant for intelligence in his, like, drug world? Because he didn't go to jail. He's on the streets. I think it's going to be something big. Like, I I think the way they set it up with the deal and and all of that – you know, at the end, he's he's going to be important, and it seems like to me that's that's going to lead up to something. Yeah. Somehow. I also just really love P. I think PD does it the best, where they bring in like the real world stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I really loved how Atwater, even just through like talking to Darius and stuff, like Atwater at the beginning was like basically calling Darius a hypocrite. Because he was like, you know, it's men like this and, you know, are the reason that I can't have, you know, I can't wake up next to my brother and sister every whatever. And then he was like, actually, like, you know, I've kind of changed. Like, I've seen it from his perspective and, like, I may not personally agree with it, but, like, he is doing good for this community. And just, like, the way that that's grounded in, like, reality, I just think PD does those kind of things so well. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see more of it in that regard. Like, the Darius stuff in that regards. And I thought that was interesting, too, because, again, that's, like, not, it's not something that you would necessarily think about in terms of, you know, this idea that the case that he made for himself is, like, actually, I'm making the community safer. Right. You know? And and Kevin is like, oh, okay. And then he takes that to Voight, and Voight is like, oh, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. you know? And, and they all seem to understand, like, right, well, he's right. He actually is making the community safer, right? Right. Um, it's just... The fact that these things are so much more complex than you might imagine, right? Um, I think is is really interesting to explore. 
Great. Yeah. And so the last thing we'll talk about for PD, Adam has his badge back. He does. He's back. Um, fast. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised because they need him. they needed bodies and intelligence. Like we like they had like holes at that point. Like four kids is not enough in intelligence. No. So I wasn't surprised in that regard. I mean, I was surprised that like it was kind of wrapped up as nicely maybe as it was in two episodes. But I did really like what they did with him in this episode in terms of being like I don't realize like like I am a cop. That's all I know. Like that's all I know. Yeah. That's all I want to be. Like. If this doesn't go well for me, how do I move on beyond? Like, even if I'm not in jail, like, but I can't be a cop anymore. Like, who am I? Like, without that one, that's all I've known for so long. You know, it's kind of a shame that that's not where it went. Right. Even if temporarily. Yeah. But yes. Just to see. Just to, just to do that to that character and just to see what would happen would have been... I keep saying the word interesting, but I think that would have been interesting. Um, yeah. May, I don't know, but, but I like the way they did this too. Yeah. I also just wonder too, like, if this is the deal that Voight made and like the fact that Ruzik is actually out of jail and like, that kind of seems to all be water under the bridge, like, will there be any further consequences to it? Or are we fine? Like, is the storyline finally after like, God knows how many episodes, like, yeah. is it finally, like, really wrapped up? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, who knows? I feel like these things always have a way of coming back up, like, ten episodes, you know, right. down the line. Which is good writing when they do. Right. You know. Um, but, yeah, it feels like there's closure to me. Yeah, I think it, I hopefully think it's done, but, like, it wouldn't also surprise me if they, one day they were, like, you know, at the end of season seven, they're like, oh, by the way, that thing, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Yeah. Sure could. Um, but yeah, I think, Ashley, do you have any other thoughts about any of the other? Oh, um, I think, do I? I think we covered everything though that I wanted to talk about at least. I guess the only other thing I'll say is I really like the storylines that they've been giving Kevin. Yes. On TV. I think they've been giving him a lot of good stuff to work with. Um, and I think it's, it's just, I don't, I can't, I, I'm trying to avoid saying the word interesting right now, um, because I'm stuck on the fact that I keep saying it, but, um, I, I think they've been giving him a lot of good material, and I like it. And it's just strong, too, like, yeah. it's strong writing, it's just, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's a very well-developed storyline. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's not just like, oh, let's give Kevin a storyline, give Kevin a storyline. Yeah, I really like, it's meaningful. It's mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I really, I've really liked all these episodes so far, like, for, all three shows for, like, both premieres and episode twos. Like, I thought they were all good episodes. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see where we head into, obviously, with episode three and then heading into the crossover. Crossover. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, Ashley, I think that's it. Thank you for joining me, as always. Yeah. This was really fun to do it in person. I know. I'm looking at a sign right now that says, like, it says something or other. Chicago. Chicago. It says Chicago, and it makes me excited. <laughs> I know. So. And I'm sure, you'll, obviously, you'll be all over our social medias and stuff for the, from one Chicago day, just, like, oh, just all kinds of pictures and yes. things. You'll, we'll, we'll be together tomorrow, all literally all day. Right. Yeah, we've got so. good stuff coming on, on both ends over here. So. Yeah. Ashley, just remind everyone where they can follow you on social media. 
Uh, sure. So me personally, um, yes. it's Ashley B. Summerall um, on Twitter and on Instagram. And then the website, Telltale TV, uh, it's Telltale, like the Telltale Heart. Okay, so Telltale <laughs> TV with an underscore for Twitter and for Instagram. Um, we have a Facebook page too, and that's there's no underscore on the <laughs> Facebook page, but uh, Telltale TV underscore for Twitter and Instagram, and you know follow the Instagram for stories, and hopefully I'll be able to keep up with that stuff good tomorrow. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and you can follow me at Bridie K thirteen. Gina is at Gina Watches TV. You guys know where to find us. Otherwise, me and Samales all across the board. Um, our email me Samales at gmail um, this is coming out before One Chicago Day, so yes, if you're listening to this early enough, just follow us on Instagram, Twitter. I don't really know how much we'll be able to actually post on Instagram and Twitter in live time, just yeah. because of interviews and happening. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to try to post our best. I'm sure we will be able to post in the afternoon, but who knows? Um, but yeah, and so until next time, everybody, bye!